I V M. What's a person? Yeah, what's a person? We have been celebrating our constitution and the first fundamental right affirms, and that's Article Fourteen of the Constitution, that. The state shall not deny to any person equality before the law or the equal protection of law. But does our constitution define what a person is? What does a person look like? And with that, we go back to Kheruti. Welcome to the show, the longest constitution, and we have been delving into marriages, divorces, hearts, and souls and bodies. Yeah, that's the depth of our constitution. In the last episode, we saw how same-sex marriages challenge the idea of a binary within a marriage: male, female, bride and bridegroom, dulha or dulhan. And today, we are looking at people who don't conform to that binary in their sexuality, anatomically, emotionally, sexually, and politically. We are talking about transgenders. Now, we remember Kherati, don't we? We met her in episode two. one of the first transgenders who figure in colonial legal history and up to that point india's culture of cross dressers hijras and hijri as they were called then were accepted as were other forms of diversity but then along came the british with their prude victorian ideas and solely on the basis of kherati cross dressing This person in 1884 was followed by the police and was seen as being suspicious and that's what section 377 of the IPC is all about Now section 377 does not criminalize homosexual intercourse in so many words it states carnal intercourse against the order of nature is a crime that's it anything against the order of nature is considered criminal and that there is a link between criminality and sexual nonconformity and this was made more explicit by the british in an amendment to the criminal tribes act in 1871 so what they did was that they created an act called the registration of criminal tribes and eunuchs 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 the outdated english word for the transgender So transgender generally refers to men and women who undergo hormonal and surgical interventions to become a person of a sex opposite to the one into which they were born but is also used as a self description by many who choose to live their lives in a gender opposite to the one they were assigned but in colonial india transgenders were seen as being suspicious against natural order and under this law the local government was to keep a register of the names and residences of all the eunuchs who were reasonably suspected of crimes and they could be arrested without a warrant and routinely suspected of everything and anything criminal and denied legal rights of being a guardian of making a gift drawing a will or adopting a son and with that transgenders were no longer persons and their constant surveillance began so let's fast forward to our first story today when in 2012 the bombay high court received a peculiar petition for a sex operation which is changing one's sex through a surgical and hormonal treatment bidhan barua a man wanted to undergo a sex change operation the court said bidhan is an adult and can take his own decisions there's no law which prohibits sex change operation Sure, there is no law, 
but there is our great wonderful society which is forever upholding family values and in the last episode we saw how horizontal discrimination works which is discrimination not from the state but from society our very own family vidhan a man assigned the gender male at birth felt he was a woman and he worked very hard to collect money for a sex surgery except his parents froze his bank account and his money was suddenly inaccessible his father said he wouldn't let him do anything to embarrass the family vidhan's petition wasn't against the state it was against his parents love doesn't conform emotions don't conform bodies don't conform the constitution though does get it and that's why the nars foundation judgment of 2009 is so important because it opened up the word sex in our constitution under article 15 to include sexual orientation that would discriminate on the basis of sex or sexual orientation is against our constitution well that was a start but it was also not enough why because our societies our bureaucracies function think in a binary fashion which have meant that basic things like a voter id and aadhar card a passport have been out of bounds for transgenders it was only in 1994 that is a full a full 5 decades after india became independent that transgenders were granted the right to vote and even when it was granted citizenship didn't mean much what's the point if you have the right to vote but you remain invisible so shabnam shabnam became the first transgender elected mla from suhagpur district in mp and that came about only after she wrote to the election commission asking which category which category should i file my nomination papers under male or female it's not easy when the law doesn't see you and i want to spend a few minutes talking about personhood that unless the law recognizes us we don't really exist and that's what personhood means a legal person a legal person means beings and things which are treated as persons by law so if the law doesn't see you you don't exist and that's legal fiction it's constructed entirely by the state and the best example of that is the constitution of america which when it was drafted successfully invisibilized the native americans blacks and of course women and all of them were right there in the summer of 1787 when the constitution was drafted but these white men in their tight pants happily proclaimed we hold these truths to be self evident that all men are created equal and that invisibilized all other full equal human beings who were right there so we aren't equal till those in power grant us that equality and therefore it's always a struggle So Kamla Jan a transgender in 2003 won the elections as the mayor of Katni but the Madhya Pradesh High Court struck down the election of Kamla Jan because Kamla Jan was not a woman she could not contest the seat which was reserved for women following a petition by the NALSA which is the National Legal Services Authority the Supreme Court in 2014 for the first time clearly recognize a third gender the court busted this binary bubble of man and woman and granted equal rights 
and granted protection to transgender persons under the constitutional principles of 14, 15, 16. And that none of this is against the order of nature. The transgender for the first time were fully accorded personhood. And back to Bidhan, who after his successful sex change surgery calls herself Swati and is Assam's first trans judge. That's big. And our last story of the day is Arun Kumar and Shrija, who wanted to register their marriage under the Hindu Marriage Act in 2019. But this was between a man and a trans woman. And the registrar predictably said, sorry, this ain't happening. We can't do this. But Arun and Shrija challenged this in court. And the court recognized the inherent right, invoked the Nalsa judgment and said, Sometimes to see the obvious, one doesn't just need vision, but also have love in the heart. And cheers to that. More on the Nalsa judgment and on the Transgender Law 2019, which goes against the spirit of the Nalsa judgment. Why? We'll find out in the next episode of The Longest Constitution. Did you like this episode? Yes, you did. Share it with your classmates the visible and the invisible.